What's cracking, big dogs? This is the Fade the Public podcast where we fade the public. I'm Nicholas. That is Snacks. That is Animal. We're one week away from doing a live show, and I couldn't be more fucking excited. Mm-hmm. Today, we are going to do Parade It or Fade It. Animal has come up with 15 to 20 diabolical questions in which he will ask myself and Snacks, and we will either agree with the statement, so we will parade it or we will disagree with the statement so we shall fade it fellers simple how we, concept how we doing how you doing what's cracking big dogs i'm doing a lot better now i can tell you that it's going way worse now no that kind of energy inspires me you're I'm right ready. i'm energized snacks we both said that we had good sleep last night great sleep ready. We're ready for a good episode. Things are going really well right now for for the brand. If you guys haven't checked out this week's newsletter, we got a new email blast going out every single Monday, Monday handwritten by Snacks himself. Don't be surprised when Snacks gets his, his fingers on the tip of this pen and spews out some beautiful, beautiful, poetic wordplay straight to your inboxes you can go to bigdogsfantasy.com also there will be a link down below in the description if you want to sign up for the newsletter and just keep uh in touch with everything that's going on behind the scenes with the brand i'm ready to play some parade or faded what we think (laughs) all right scotty boy (sighs) hit that intro It's only been two days, but I'm developing a slight problem where I DM OJ Simpson at 2.30 in the morning. I thought that was going somewhere else, but that's... No, no, I don't know why. It's like a thrill. I get like a, a rush out of sending the DM to him like, yo, what's up, Juice? What's up, Juice? <laughs> I, what's up, I, said, I was like, I was like, come on, Juice. I know you want to come on. No, 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 no. You got to st- You got to stop calling him Juice or OJ. You got to call him yours truly. That's what he calls himself. What's up, Twitterverse? This is yours truly. I, I heard you like prefacing that statement in the kitchen as well <laughs> and i was like i can't wait to hear yeah i know i was, I was thinking to something totally different same something like sexual or deviant or like no. disgusting that's really funny though that you keep doing that hopefully he answers you one day It'd be fucking yep. imagine he was like creep leave me alone that i mean leave me alone i'm getting my knife that would be a fine response dude fucking city bike started putting in electric bikes all around the city i rode one today it's fucking sick i'm an idiot i went to go to bryant park and I packed up my shit and I went there and I walked there instead of taking the bike there. And it was like 20, 25 minute walk. And I get there, I sit down, ready to start work. And I realize I fucking left my laptop <laughs> at my fucking apartment. That is no personal. work. No, no. Like that's, that's something I would do. Really unproductive morning today. It was fucking terrible. Um, city bike. Yeah, really pumped up. I ordered a, an actual bicycle though, which I'm fucking stoked about. The stimulus check came in, fucking spent it in about five seconds. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. I got one. I was pumped up. <laughs> Wasn't there like criteria behind it? I guess I didn't do my taxes last year, so that's why. Everyone, I think, gets it. Just so the amount is different based on like what you make. Yeah, I didn't do any 2019 taxes yet. So like they probably still think I made like 14 bucks, which is phenomenal. Well, yeah, it goes off your 2018. Uh, no, yeah, 2018 taxes. So yeah, unless you probably did your 2019 taxes, then I feel like it probably. Yeah, then it would, but you're good yeah. then. We're good. We're good, boys. The bicycle's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Start the fucking show. (laughs) All right. Let's go, everybody. Welcome to Parade It or Fade It. 
This is, I believe, the third edition, maybe the fourth. I don't know. Yeah, I believe so. What Nick the explained the rules before. It's very simple. I'm going to read. It's not even a question. It's a statement. And you guys will decide whether you want to parade it or fade it, whether you like it or you don't. First question coming up right now. Let's go. All righty. Christian McCaffrey finishes as the fantasy RB1 again. Parade it or fade it? Fade it. Mm. Fade it. He's coming. Mm. He's coming back down to earth, and his earth is pretty incredible. So he's going to probably be RB2. His his earth is pretty Mars-like. It's pretty Mars-like, but he's not going to be RB1 because Saquon's going to play full 16 games. That Giants offense is going to hum. He's going to get every touch under the sun. He's going to eclipse 16 touchdowns and over 2,000 yards all purpose. Are you done? And C-Mac's not going to do either. There is RB1. no difference between C-Mac's outlook last year and this year. They did not bring any competing running back. They bring in Joe Brady, who somehow made Clyde Edwards-Hilaire catch 55 passes in a college fucking offense. Christian McCaffrey might break his record again for most receptions. They have a better check down quarterback under center, better overall quarterback under center, which will lead to more drives, more offense. Their defense is absolutely terrible. Their defense is terrible, which means they're going to have to score a lot, a lot, a lot of points to catch up. So I parade it. Yes, he's going to be the RB1 again this year. Okay, that's right. fine, and it's a fair argument. But the Giants' defense is completely abysmal, and the guy that I am picking as the one I'm fading McCaffrey for – has a stronger offensive line now, okay? He's healthy, and he's ready to fucking go. So, fade. Easy fade. So, here's, the, here's my problem with Saquon and C-Mac. I do think it's the one-two. Daniel Jones being the quarterback, being a mobile quarterback, I think eliminates a lot of the checkdowns. I think C-Mac has a much yeah. higher pass-catching ceiling. It's the difference between catching 70 passes and probably 90 to 100 passes this year. I just think once uh, – I think – McCaffrey's going to sit out the last two games of the year. So, so that's why you're just going to just assume <laughs> that's, he's gonna sit out the last right. two games of the year. I Fair was just going to go with the fact that it's very hard to go back to back as the fantasy RB one. But all right, yeah, the snacks argument last two games. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Next question or next whatever. Start your rookie season with a girlfriend. Parade it or fade it. Your NFL I mean, player. That's got to be an instant fade, right? Like, oh, you man. can't come into an NFL locker room with all these juiced-up individuals that are going to go out and party and do all this thing and be tied down your first year, right? Unless you're a franchise quarterback and you want to stay out of the, the headlights, you find a nice girl to di- dial it down with and be like that. But, you know, coming in as, for me personally, probably a punter, I'd, I wouldn't <laughs> want a girlfriend. So I will fade that one. Yeah, it's you think you easy. could get a girlfriend as a punter? Uh, I think you get to, like, all of them. Yeah, probably. That's an easy fade as well. I mean, you're coming into the league at like 21, depending yeah, on where you – You're the prime maybe, of your life. Maybe it depends where you land. Like, if you get drafted to any team on the East or West Coast, I'm probably going to take that up. But, like, say say you land in – Cincinnati? Like, Cincinnati. Yeah, even like I – mean, yeah, like There's Green still, Bay. like, hot girls in Cincinnati, and you still travel all over the country to all those other cities. I don't know about that. Banging slutes in every single city you go to, every away game. You, they're not like partying during the week, though. They have to work throughout the weeks and shit. Yeah, and, and when they're traveling, they're playing. They're playing in, in the winter time. Out. You're 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 playing at Lambo. You want to be cuddled up next to someone, you know, when it's fucking negative twenty two degrees. If I'm on the East Coast, it's an easy fucking fade. Anywhere even close to New York, Miami, California, Florida. I'm not having a girlfriend, let alone my first year, fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, I oh, actually, I actually think there's, there's yeah. probably like probably like five cities in the Midwest, like Minnesota. Detroit, exactly. Green Bay, maybe the, the whole the, NFC North. 
the NFC North, right. Other than that, I think um, you know, Cle- Cleveland and Cincy too. Those two plays are boring as sin. Why would what happens if you come into the league with a longtime girlfriend though, and you land in you land on the LA Rams? You come into the league with a long term girlfriend, you land on the Rams. What are you doing? It's you not her. you, it's me. And yeah. I love you, that. You, you dump her I'd or flip you flip that around. I'd yeah. say it's not me, it's you. <laughs> Let her go. Yeah. Well, we'll right. try to be respectful in these neck of the woods. Fair responses. Corey Davis pulls a Devontae Parker and has a fifth year breakout. Parade it or fade it? It's just irresponsible to parade this because, like, what have we seen? What, yeah, it's just like Parker's comeback was like one in a billion, in a zillion, dare I say. So to have any sort of confidence, I like, I, I've never really been a fan of Davis. So to say that's going to happen is just, I fucking. just, uh, right. And I also just think there's not going to be enough opportunities there with, with AJ Brown and them handing the ball off 14,000 times a game. So um, I haven't seen it from him. I, I, like Nick said, it's, it's irresponsible to even to bank on him. At least with your breakout. At least with Miami. Yeah. Like they, they didn't have for some reason they went the entirety of his rookie contract without adding like an alternate option in the passing game. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just continued to think that Albert Wilson, who only plays about two games a year, is the compliment to Devontae Parker. They're like, we're just gonna keep giving you that alpha role. So maybe if fucking AJ Brown hadn't emerged as the beast that he is, still an absolute zero chance of Corey Davis doing it, but <laughs> a more maybe zero, zero point one more than maybe zero point one. Yeah. yeah, throw a percentage dial in there. So no, fuck Corey Davis. Two fades. All right, very fair, very fair. J.K. Dobbins will have more yards and receptions, but less touchdowns than Mark Ingram. Parade it or fade it? I'm gonna parade that. So he's gonna have he's gonna have more yards and receptions, uh, but less touchdowns. Yeah, more yards I, from scrimmage. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I could easily see him like midway through the year getting more touches, possibly you know the most in that backfield. But Ingram, once that ball gets to one yard line, either Lamar's gonna run in, or they'll have Ingram back there and get in the goal line work. So I will, I will parade that. I will, uh, I will actually fade that because I think it gives you a one out of two chance to hit on either the yards or the receptions for that to be a fade. Like I, you, you have to assume Ingram's going to have more touchdowns. You have to assume probably that Dobbins is going to be way more efficient, so he'll probably have more yards. I don't know where the receptions come into play, only because this is not a team that it passes to the running back. They don't pass, pass to the running lot. back. Yep. You know, yeah, they don't design plays for that to be the case. So I don't think they're going to be like. Dobbins is our pass catching guy you know what I mean so they're not going to design a place for him to do that so I think the majority of passes that do go to the running back will just happen out of Lamar's necessity so in that case I'll just go with the running back that's probably going to be on the field more and give it more opportunity for that to be the play Lamar dumps it off for yeah I I can see that and I but I also wouldn't put it behind me that Ravens coaching staff and their offensive staff is is I mean it's brilliant they went they're they're really smart so they're going to know that Dobbins Well, Dobbins yeah, is a Dobbins. natural pass catcher. That's him. what I'm saying. So, like, so, once they see that, they can easily start incorporating that. So that's what something I would bank on in in why I would parade it. So. No, you're right. You're right about that. Number five, <laughs> C.D. Lamb finishes behind both Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup in fantasy points, half PPR. Parade it or fade it? I will – my my brain's not working right now, so I'm not sure if I need to pray this or fade this, but I will. I'm going to go out on a limb this year and say that C.D. Lamb outscores Michael Gallup in fantasy points. That's basically what it comes down to because we all assume Amari is going to be the one still there. So Yeah, so am I parading this or fading? I don't remember what the question was. You would parade it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You would fade it. You, you would, would fade it. it. I said C.D. Lamb's going to finish behind, behind both Amari and Michael. 
Okay, I'm going to fade it because I think CD gets ahead of Michael Gallup. And a lot of it is just the fact that I do think CD Lamb's going to be the guy that gets into the slot. And I think, I don't think the slot is necessarily like a position that you need to have chemistry for, right? Like, even we were talking about Golden Tate today. Like, he comes to the Giants last year and then fucking out of nowhere, rookie quarterback. It's not like these two have chemistry whatsoever. And Golden Tate was incredibly, uh, you know, opportunist in that offense. And now last year, like Randall Cobb went over 900 receiving yards, right? While Gallup kind of had his breakout. And I think that CeeDee Lamb, extremely, extremely talented compared to a guy like Randall Cobb, makes way more plays after the catch. So even if his average depth of target is like in that slot range where Randall Cobb was catching the ball, he makes way more plays after the catch that I think will, you know, boost up his, uh, his, his kind of stats and stuff. So I see like four to five targets a game for CeeDee, maybe even more than that and competing realistically for that wide receiver two role in the offense overall. And I just think he's more explosive. So he'll add more to the bottom line fantasy wise. Probably would have went with what you said until you said it. So I will parade it. I will, I will parade it. And I, I knew you would like this max because we're going to, I'm going to say exactly what, what you would fucking say <laughs> right in this situation. Yeah. Gallops, gallops in the offensive game. Yes. Not changing much. We yes. know what we got with him last year. It was his breakout year. And shit, maybe he's got a little chip on his shoulder. They just took CD Lamb at 18, 17 overall after him coming off that big you, year. And they, didn't, they didn't take you. the safety they could have used or something. Parade it, bitch. It's like it came right out of my mouth. I know. I'm pissed. That's disgusting. <laughs> all, I is, all I see is puke coming out of snacks. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. All righty. The Patriots and Tom Brady will have a last dance type documentary. Parade. How can you not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how can uh, you not? And I think that I think that might be the next great one we get. You know what? You know what I think the problem might be though with that. The last dance was so great because they let them. Do- they, they had they all had the access. Documenting shit they had for all so all the long. Access. They've been doing that with the Patriots. Trust me, they have tapes and tapes of the Patriots. But not the juicy shit, man. Like, what, the stuff they had in the last dance was, like, every time they talked about something, they had footage of it. I don't think we're going to yeah. get that. They're going to be able to put together something fucking amazing, obviously, just because it was such a long stretch of time and so many, like, dominant things happened within that dynasty. I just don't – I feel like we're going to be left wanting more, like, cool, juicy stories and like footage behind got. it. You know, yeah. like, like, out here, we're trying to fucking document everything behind the scenes. I just feel like the Patriots were a team that pushed that kind of stuff away, right? Obviously, I they think don't you're you're underestimating NFL films and how much like they have. No, no, I don't. I don't think he is. The NFL films is phenomenal, and, and they are going to put. But like game film, great. they are. Yeah. No, but they right. have. I'm telling you, they have archives and archives of footage, just like walking into the tunnels and, and locker rooms and stuff I, that I, they don't release for these reasons. Of course they not. I, Maybe. I don't know it. if the, the, Michael Jordan was literally followed exclusively, like with his own personal security. I can't see much of that with, with Brady and Belichick and all that. We weren't really old enough to, to kind of live through it all and whatnot. Watch it with my dad. And there was half the shit he had no idea about. So I, I wonder yeah, if, oh yeah. if I wonder if like in a Tom, in a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick Patriots dynasty, last dance documentary, how much real cutthroat shit we get like we did in the last dance. Well, so. you got to think like, if you, if you break it up, like by chapters, how they did with the last dance, you got to think about like, you know, Brady getting drafted, the injury that let him go in. Then you got to think of like the whole Aaron Hernandez yeah. thing has the first to have Super Saga. Bowl. And then, you know, all the, yeah. just, there's, there's a lot there that they could definitely use. 100%. They're yeah, there is. One, and it's going to, it's, I gonna mean, be even great. when you look at like the do your job and like all those other, the one hour specials that they've had on the Patriots and Brady and Belichick, that footage is also very cool that you have never seen before they put stuff like that. Like the, the stuff where it's like Brady and Belichick sitting at the desk talking about like Ed Reed. Like that was awesome. That was cool. Parade it or fade it. When they do the last dance of the Patriots, Prez is interviewed for it. Mm. Parade it. Parade it. Parade you think it. ESPN will interview him? 
I mean, well, maybe it. Well, what if ESPN doesn't? Well, I guess they have to. They did the last dance. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I asked the hard hitting questions. You, you won't be in it as like a interviewee, but I, I'm sure you're going to see some footage of him tied to when the they Patriots. were arrested. Yeah, there's going to be something. I feel like that it's almost you kind of have, they have to. to. They have to ask him about some of that shit. Yeah. Okay. Next question. We need a Tiger Woods one of those, by the way. Marlon Mack will have over 28 and a half receptions this season, causing Mike and Noah to lose the bet to me. Parade it or fade it. So you made a give the give everyone a co- the, context yeah, the context behind the bet. Behind. Oh, so during the NFL draft when Jonathan Taylor was drafted to the Indianapolis Colts, I made a bet with uh, Mike me up and FB God. Let's go. Let's get it. What it do? About Marlon Mack's receptions for the season, I said he would have over 28 and a half, and that was the line. And it was a $50 bet, so I give them $50 if he doesn't go over. And they gave me $50 if he does go over. I'm going to fade it. I'm going to fade it. I think you lose the bet. It was gaining a little bit of steam, and it started to make sense in the fact that Mac has been a, a good enough pass catcher, but they just don't use him in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the thinking behind this is that Jonathan Taylor takes over as like the every down thumper or the early down thumper, in a sense, takes over a lot of the goal line work, at least like a month into the season. And Marlon Mack starts playing the scat back in, in sort of like a, a Denver type role where it's like, you know, Philip Lindsay took the rushing work and Freeman became more of like the pass catcher kind of in that offense. Like I could see Mack getting less work on the ground overall though. Like he just doesn't catch a lot of passes in that offense. And I don't want to bank on him setting a career high when another running back is coming in and basically taking his job. And we just heard the reports of uh, Frank Wright coming out and saying that, there's going to be a game where Naeem Hines catches like 10 passes. So clearly they have ideas for all these three backs getting very involved in the offense this year. I think one of them will probably end up with like 35 receptions, but I'd probably bank on it being Hines over Marlon Mack. Yeah, I was going with the fact that he had 14 receptions last year. He was hurt a couple of games, and he didn't have Phillip Rivers as his quarterback, who he yeah, does that's now, obvious, who yeah. throws to the running back a lot more, probably more than most quarterbacks. I don't have the actual numbers in front of me. I'm not a stat guy, but we all know that Philip Rivers throws the ball to his running back. So that was the thinking behind it. But yeah, Snack, what'd you say? You're fading? It, it, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade it. I just don't think he could get up to that total. Uh, well, not that I don't think he can. You know, like Nick was saying, Hines is, has been there past catching back, and they clearly have plans for him still there. So I think it's a difficult number to get to. And I wouldn't be surprised if he literally falls on 28, so you lose the bet by a half. Rivers coming in definitely is to back up the stats. He basically had the highest percent, like top three in terms of percentage of his throws going to running backs the last few years in in uh in LA and San Diego and whatnot so I mean it makes sense but I just I don't know I I don't want to I think it's going to be very interesting I think it's gonna be something that we'll be talking about during the season as it goes along once yeah it'll be fun to follow along it will be for sure all righty you signed a rookie contract and your first big purchase is a house parade it or fade it also depends on the location I mean because if you're in a new place, like obviously you need to have somewhere to live, right? You could buy a car. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't need to. I, I don't think I'd buy a car either. And I, I just know I wouldn't buy a house. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade it and just not really give much there. Because I don't need this big, fancy, cozy living area. But if you end up in like a Cincinnati or something, I'd probably end up buying a probably house. Probably prefer want to buy something nice. I, I, I hear you. So but if it, I live in like, if I'm, if I'm drafted by the Jets or the Giants or something, like I'm going to get a fucking penthouse in, in Manhattan or something. I don't know if I'd buy a house off the rip. I don't, I feel like a house, just my personality. Like I don't like being fucking tied down Locked to something in. like that, especially that's something with such financial 
vested interest in. Like once you do that, there's really no coming back from it. Like you can't just buy it and then sell it right away. So I'll pro- I will I will fade it. I will find other ways yeah, to spend my money. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade it and, <laughs> yeah. and just and go on a go on a renting spree because in the I'd NFL like you, you never know what blend. happens. What if you what if you get cut the next year? God forbid. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't like I don't move, like the, the idea of the house. Again. You're on the move again. So I, the first thing I'll buy is probably I'll probably buy a pizzeria and really get my my second business. You get your first that. job and immediately start <laughs> a second start a second job. Love it. Correct. Huge power move. I would right. just buy like 13 bicycles, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two of them all, that are electric. All the coolest different yeah. colors. All righty. Mitch Trubisky will be the Bears week one starter. Parade it, it or fade it? Fade it. It's Nick Foles. Wow. wow. All right. You I'm really think go- it's Nick Foles? You think they're just not even going to let him trot out there? Trubisky's just done. I think he's going to beat them out if they have a fucking summer camp competition. I mean, they know what they have in Trubisky. Why do they? Th- why do they think? Why are they going to pretend like they don't know what they and have? And I think that's why he gets the week one start because with a condensed offseason programming, they got a guy who already knows the offense. So I think in their best interest of what they'll be thinking is, okay, we'll we'll give Mitch his one last shot, and if he's abysmal as we all know he is. Foles comes in and does what he does. So yeah, I, guess I think week one, on the, week depends. one's got to be Trubisky. Nah, fuck that. Fade it. Foles. Foles is the backup guy. He's going to come in and save the day. That is true. His, his, his M.O. His mystique is coming in. Not He's only, That's only his M.O. because we haven't seen it from Trubisky yet. That's going to be Trubisky's M.O. by week <laughs> six. Because Foles is going to be the starter. Fuck it up. Then Trubisky comes in and we're like, wait. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Trubisky the goat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All righty. Joe Burrow will have a better fantasy season than Aaron Rodgers. Parade it or fade it? Whew. That's close. The known versus the unknown. I will I will parade it. I went with the known over the unknown before. And I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna go against that grain. The Bengals aren't the world's greatest team. So I think in one of Nick's earlier point, I think they're gonna throw the ball a lot. He's the number one guy, he comes right in. He's got some pretty good weapons. AJ Green comes back. He's got Mixon, Boyd. You got a pissed off Aaron Rodgers, which would kind of make me lean towards that, but they're gonna still be a run heavy team drafted. Dylan in the second round added nothing to that wide receiving core. So Joe Burrow comes in, gets every opportunity, finishes higher than Aaron Rodgers. I do think that is the case. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just not a buy in fantasy this year. And you think about Burrow coming in, like usually quarterbacks who get picked first overall, the reason they're getting picked first overall is because that team fucking sucks, right? And yes. they come into a situation where they have no pass catchers, they have no offensive line. That's not going to be the case with Cincinnati. So he's already set up with a nice infrastructure. And I like Zach Taylor as head coach. And like you said, they're a very pass-heavy offense. I think they passed it at like a clip of 63%, which was, you know, number five in the NFL last year. They got a Vegas total of like five and a half wins. Yeah, I can't really see that going down. Yeah, so, you know, uh, with a more trusted quarterback, I'm sure they'll open up the offense a lot more. And you have Tyler Boyd, you have Higgins, you have Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Higgins! Uh, you have whatever you want from Auden Tate or A.J. Green. If either of those two fucking tall dudes can be on the field or produce on the field for even a portion of the season, you, you, have, a, you have a good stable of weapons for Joe Burrow. So that combined with the fact that he's a, he's a good runner as well, um, I think is something that uh, is also not talked about enough with Joe Mixon, right? We want to talk about mobile quarterbacks like Daniel Jones. And Mixon already has his reception problems, right, where he's like hasn't been catching more than 35 passes in a season. Burrow's going to be taking some of those rushing attempts, and this is just a tangent I'm going on because it popped into my head right now. But mm-hmm. it's another thing to be a little bit concerned about with, with Mixon because the passing game is the only part of, of that to be concerned with. But overall, yeah, I'll go Burrow. Play devil's advocate for your last point. Joe Burrow threw it to Clyde edwards Larry at 55 receptions in college, which is like mm-hmm. unheard of. So does that maybe – Sway so, you back yeah. a little bit. 
I, I mean, I've looked at this, and I think that's more of a Brady thing, a Joe Brady uh, scheme thing, uh, because when you look at the 55 receptions, it is a very, very big raw mark, but you also had a lot of other weapons on that team catching it. Like Justin Jefferson caught like 111 passes. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at the percentage of the passes that he caught, that 55 receptions is not as elite as like 55 receptions just in a vacuum, like raw total, you know what I mean? So uh, I, it seems to me it's more of a scheme thing because the year before he didn't throw to his running backs at a high clip uh, really at all. So I don't think it's Burrow making – the running backs, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Very interesting. I think it's weird how like Aaron Rodgers, you like hear him for fantasy. Now you almost like, like, eh. yeah, it's like a bad taste to him now. It's like, I don't yeah. really want last, last year. Really? You know, I just find it's weird how quick things change. Yeah. He's getting older too. So it's all right. Oh, this one's good. Next one. Ready? All right. Snacks truly believes he's a piece of the giants organization. Parade it or fade it. It's an easy parade. I don't think it. I know it. There's like no, no in-between animal. I legitimately am. Jerry Reese called me after they won the Super Bowl in 2011. He called me and asked if I wanted to help with the design of the ring. I said, no. I said, that's the players. They were on the field doing it. So I'll let them do it. But it's 100% a parade because it's 100% fact. I want to believe you, but I'm going to. So ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to parade it. <laughs> so Nax is a psycho. And for lack of a better term snacks, I, I legitimately believe sometimes that you think that like wins or losses are dictated by like superstitious things that you do. It's a, that, I mean, I'm the most superstitious person I've ever met in my life. I like you believe li- that the, their two championships don't happen without you in the equation. hundred percent, hundred thousand. Yeah. Percent, so legitimately hundred percent thousand positive. Yes. If I'm not alive or if I'm not a Giants fan, they never ever win those two championships against the Patriots. Never ever. All right. So Par- paraded everybody parade yeah. that fucking thing <laughs> all right snacks it is a new york giant i i legitimately am okay here's another one nice animal great segue <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry two head coaches will be fired before the end of the season parade it or fade it how many coaches have we had fired in season the last few years it's usually there's always one and then yeah, someone I'm usually gonna, like I'm makes gonna, it to week 17. I'm gonna fade it. I'm gonna fade that. Too. I'm gonna I fade it because it's always overhyped. Monday, yeah. Yeah, people always are like, oh, all these guys are gonna get fired by the end of the year, and like that puts your franchise in such fluctuation in the middle of a fucking season that for the most part it's ROI negative when you do that. Even if the coach is a poor coach, I think that um, you just wait the year out and you fire him that next Monday. It's yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with fade it and say like maybe we see maybe we see one, but I. You also look at the teams that, that are competing for, like, the lowest win totals. Like, Cincinnati, they're not firing Zach Taylor. Uh, I think even, like, Arizona's still down, like, five and a half or six. They're obviously not firing Clay. The Giants aren't going to fire Judge. Yeah, they're not going to – they're not <laughs> they're <even laughs> Well, I mean, it's his first no, 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 year. Right. I, I would assume that he's not going to get fired. Maybe, so I, maybe I, Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta. Because Atlanta, they were really well, close to letting go of Quinn midway through the year, and then they went on that win streak. So, if that happens again – I'm thinking was maybe Quinn, was maybe Marone. Patricia. Patricia, there's yeah, a couple. There's actually a lot of options because there's a couple guys that were very close last year. They made it, so maybe now halfway through they're underperforming. They're gone. Who knows? I yeah. just if rarely you got a guy like... in the organization that you want to fill in. Maybe I, I think Marone could be a shoe in for that because the Jaguars, yeah. their ownership is a little quirky, so they might not really care about that perception. I could see Marone get it. Atlanta. That's a good point. He was very close, like mid year being fired, Quinn. Um, yeah. But I don't think they're going to be that that awful again so i think he's gonna stick it out yeah in theory i want to be like yeah like six or seven of them are getting canned by like (laughs) yeah like week seven they're gone it just never happens though so i'll still fade it all righty 
Another NFL player will get arrested before this episode airs on Friday. Parade <laughs> it or fade it. Gotta go parade it. The people, the people are itching to get out of their houses and fucking cause. I'm gonna fucking get arrested probably before this episode airs. I'm going to Central Park again on Thursday. I'm ready to oh, yeah. go out there naked and strip. Cheeks and, out. Yeah, cheeks out for the fucking boys. So this might this might be the biggest parade one on this list. Yo, it's be been honest. such a hot streak lately. Like, I, listen, they you know NFL players get arrested a good amount, but like the past week, well, you got three or four just in this week, right? Between Dunbar, Baker. Well, let me uh, ask you, is, is Pac-Man Jones technically still an NFL player? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a Wait, fucking is lock. Ba- is Burfecht back? I well, don't nah, know. He, he don't get really, he really arrested off the, on the field. field. He, yeah. he waits till he's on the field. Yeah, yeah he yeah. does his work on the field. <laughs> he's respectable, all right. right? Easy easy <laughs> parade then. We'll see. Keep, we'll keep an eye out on the headlines before Friday. Do-do-do-do! Wes Welker hates Julian Edelman. Parade it or fade it? You know what, dude? I feel like... <laughs> These little dudes like Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, for whatever reason, just have every time I see them like on camera or something, they just have this like built up like <laughs> hatred in their heart of like everything. You know what I mean? Like I've always the feel little like man little, complex. little, yeah, exactly. Like the Napoleon complex, but little people are always like angry, I guess, just at the world in general. And okay. this gives him way more motivation. It's like Jordan. It's like it's like you you get someone who's naturally angry, even though he's not naturally angry, but he uses it for motivation. But if you get someone who's naturally angry, it's so easy to push them over the edge. So the West Walker Julian Edelman thing, I know this is very psychological and very in depth right here, but I'm gonna go with fucking parade it. You ha- he has to. He has Was to. that sub- a subliminal shot at me, like saying? Because I'm not a very big person and I'm a very angry person. So like, did you just I know? When I little- think of Napoleon Complex, I think of people who are like who try to turn themselves into a square. Like they're short, so they try to get really wide. You know, people that are like. <laughs> I, oh, I think there's a an inherent attempt by males, like male humans, to hit a certain like circumference which is why i think that men who are shorter usually have this idea that they need to get wider and men who are always taller like very rarely you ever see them get like really you see them get really like they always stay like lean and tall right you don't see them getting like stocky and shit it's hard I to think, put on muscle on a skinny frame yeah i just think that they also think they don't need it it's like uh you don't need accepted it. If, if you're tall, you know, everyone's everyone thinks about mating, right? I think that's the natural brain operation for males. And when you're tall, you don't need to be like muscular or anything to attract females. And on the opposite, when you're shorter, it's it's tougher. So you try to get wider. Case in point, after Julian, circling back, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker <laughs> fucking hate each other. Yeah, I, I think that's a parade, too. You don't have a bunch of white, skinny, short receivers getting the ball thrown to him by Tom Brady and not have some animosity in there. So always trying to one up the other Hogan, Amendola, Edelman, Welker, Jesus Christ. How many more of them are there, but easy parade. All right. Very fair. I I agree. Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson will not be the week one QB one this season. Parade or fade. Do you have schedules on hand? No, I don't. So just fuck fuck it. Well, for them to, it doesn't matter about schedules. It's all about talent. We're week talking one, about Matt, do you remember Lamar two? Jackson in week one of last year against Miami? It fucking absolutely matters. <laughs> yeah, it matters. Uh, I know Kansas City has has Houston, I believe. They're at uh, Kansas City against Houston, which is a fucking disgusting pass defense. I, and yeah, so I, I'm going to Baltimore. Fake. Baltimore is also at home against the Cleveland Browns. Not a, that's not a terrible defense, but yeah. – uh, Division game, and they played them. They played them well last year too. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade this with the fact that Mahomes comes out after his first Super Bowl 
Super Bowl hangover, man. I don't know. Nah, against the Houston Texans. No, it's not happening. They're gonna blow the fuck out of them out on opening day. And I think Mahomes probably throws for five touchdowns as his coming out party and has the most fantasy points quarterback week one. So fade I'm, for me. I'm gonna fade that, or I'm gonna say neither of them are the quarterback one. Parade it. The, the first game Kansas parade. City parade it. Yeah, is, is Thursday night. I don't think we're gonna see the first game on Thursday night. It's always like weird shit going on Thursday. That's why we talk about not wanting to play fantasy players who are on Thursday night games. I don't think we get it from Mahomes. So basically, I'm taking it Lamar Jackson against the field. And I see a few games where we could see some blow ups like uh, Seattle's playing at Atlanta in the dome week one. So I think either of those two quarterbacks can have like a big shootout blow up mm-hmm. game. Buffalo is playing at home against the Jets. So we could see Josh Allen like pop off for a big rushing game or something. I think there are some games on the schedule where we might see uh, some some big pop numbers from from quarterbacks. So I'm, I'm going to reserve this and say L. Jackson, Pat Mahomes are not the quarterback one in week one. Well, I disagree. So good for you. You're <laughs> fucking wrong. I'm I'm gonna take the two best at their position and and let it ride. All right. Great value, huh? What, what what's what's the plus on that? Plus twelve hundred or so? I don't know. You just made it up. So there's no way you're getting plus twelve hundred on you on those guys being quarterback one. Why? That's probably plus two hundred, maybe. Yeah. That's insane. I would say plus three. There's thirty other options. Close. Exactly. Exactly. But those well, are the ta- best. I'm taking two instead of. This isn't golf. You're, you're talking about golf odds right now, or there's fucking 50 guys and they all have the There's same odds, basically. No, sorry, buddy. All right, we got a couple more here. AJ Green is bike. Paraded or faded? Faded. Next one. <laughs> I knew that was going to be quick. All righty. That's because you're trying to trade for him in all your dynasty leagues. No, no, no. Not, for, not, not me, not me. All right. Daniel Jones can't spell onomatopoeia. Parade, parade or faded? No, nobody can spell that. Fade, Dude, this parade. is not true. I'm going to fade it. Daniel Jones might be the smartest man in America. He went to Duke University. If you're, you're going to Duke, you're pretty smart. And he just so happens to be the best quarterback in NFL history. So he can do anything he wants. Fade it. I'm actually – wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm super curious. If anyone in the audience that's listening right now went to an Ivy League school, can you drop a comment down below? One, I just want to know if anyone in our audience is actually smart. I can't imagine our audience is filled with that many smart people. But if you are one of the smart people, please drop a comment down below. I want to know what college you went to. And on top of that, if you did go to an Ivy League school, can you spell onomatopoeia without Googling it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I learned how to spell that in like seventh grade. There's a way to do it. You, oh, no, oh, no ma. ma. Well, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. I'm not going to fuck. I don't need to fucking. It's going to be on the screen, like on the question, probably. They'll nah, see stop. it. Blur it out. Scott will blur it out. All right. Yeah, fair. This is rude. All right. Let's see. I think I got two more here. I got Giants one, two snacks. You just did a Giants one. I know. I I went out of order a little bit here. You're not good at counting. You can spell onomatopoeia, but you can't count. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Larry Fitzgerald fizzles away this season. Parade it or fade it? As opposed to when he fizzled away last season? He wasn't I, yeah, much of a factor. But I mean, like. Yeah, I guess. I'm gonna fade I, said, it. I didn't like this one. I'm going to fade it. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Andy Isabella overtook Fitzgerald this, this year. No, no. Fitz is, Fitz is, this is his last swan song. And Arizona is going to, Arizona is going to make the playoffs on the back of oh, well, Hopkins and Fitz. If you're talking about wide receiver two, yeah, I fully expect it to be Hopkins, then Kirk. I'm talking about for who takes over wide receiver three. Oh, Isabella is explosive as fuck. He adds an element to that offense. I don't think they have elsewhere. But Fitz. I think Fitz is still like on the field because he's Fitz. And like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, is he going to finally fizzle away enough where like, this is, like not even, yeah, like he's just, he should be out of the league. I love when you finally believe that he's going to be done. 
Yeah, like he's an all-timer, but yeah, I think is, this this is it. This is it. I mean, it really was last year, so there's no reason he's to think going it's... out on top. I heard he's in the best shape of his life. He's going out on top. <laughs> be ready. Be expected to be ready by week one. Yes. All right. No, no restrictions. Love no that. snap counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ready to go. Okay. Josh Rosen starts more games Animals. than Tua this season. Fuck. I thought I was going to throw you off. Timeout. What? what? Is Josh Rosen still in the NFL? Yes. Okay. On what team? Is he still in the Dolphins? He's on the same team as uh, Tua. That's why I have that question. I mean, uh, yeah, that's going to be a – That's going to be a That's going to be a big fade. He's not going to be on the field. Yeah. I'm just curious to see – Yeah. It's either going to be Fitz or Tua. They're not going to be like – It's the only way it can happen. Well, that's what I'm curious to see. I don't see them – I th- feel like they're going to do the Mahomes plan with Tua where they give him the whole year to, like, learn, relax. Which is fine, but they'll rehab. have Fitz in. And you know if Fitz, like, breaks his clavicle or breaks his neck, he's still going to play. So, so you're, he's not you're, you're thinking the that they sit Tua you – think, you're thinking they sit Tua and just split the games between Fitz and Rosen? Not even that, but like eventually, like how how are you gonna start Fitz all season? I don't see that. Like maybe five, six games. I think they're trying like, to build a culture there, though, and I, I think do Fitz too. does that. And they they were very competitive last year, Max. They added plenty of talent this year, so I I'm just what I mean. About like, what's the plan for Rosen? I know he's probably gonna be out there of the NFL, no. but like, dude, he's not he gonna quit. start a game. Rosen is not. like it's fucking dead opportunity cost. It's like if you're gonna keep stringing him along and use games to start him and shit. It's it's just like you're doing everybody a disservice on your in your organization. Try and start him two games, see if he does well, and then trade him. Like I don't get how many times is he going to get that in his career? I I know every time he's gone in, he's been really bad, and he's probably not much better in practice. Or else I'm I'm sure that they would try the 23 year old over the 48 year old. So my main thought was I just don't see two starting games this season, not because of talent or anything like that, just because they're going to want to do the the Mahomes model, the the Rodgers, but just like let him sit can, for a year. I can year. definitely see them doing a full-fledged red shirt year, no, no matter games. what. No matter Rosen what. starts one, and, you know, that's it. I so. get it. I just don't trust Fitz to come off that field ever. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's either Fitz or Tua, and I'll, I'll, I'll fade it. I don't think Rosen gets on the field. All right, I do think he gets on the field, so put that one down in your well, books. his career is over. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's already been. All right, the New York Giants have won 12 games in three seasons. This season, not, not they will win half that, parade it or fade it. So five, uh, six, six. I just like don't care. <laughs> I <laughs> do. This one was mainly for t- I don't I'll have any this. energy left to argue this. I'll take this. I will <laughs> parade it because they're they're going to win ten. They're going to go to the playoffs. So obviously that's over six. Me ten and six. I told myself I would never. I wouldn't say that, and I'm not even drinking. So that's. I. I can't believe I just did that. Scott, well, at least you out. didn't put any money on the line. Sick. So. All right. Yeah, last one still because of time before September. Snacks is out of his gourd. Out of <laughs> fucking pocket. We're just gonna end this. Last one. None of these rookies win offensive rookie of the year. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, C. D. Lamb, Joe Burrow, or Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I'm, well, rated or faded. That I'm has gonna, to be a fade. I'm going to fade it, yeah. because it, It's going to be Burrow or it's going to be one of these running backs on a high-end winning team, and that's Clyde. probably going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I believe the odds have it. Favorite is Burrow. Second favorite is Tua. Third favorite is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I'm, I'm with you in the fact that I, they're not going to throw Tua out there right away. So for me, he's the worst value on the list because if you're not getting a full – if you're not getting you know more than eight games and you're not going to win the MVP most likely – uh, or the offensive rookie of the year, 
which probably means it's going to be Joe Burrow. All he all he has to do is put up like a, a, a mediocre year, reasonable year. Yeah, yeah the, and he's so going to be. For some reference, the past four rookies of the year. Last year it was Kyler Murray. The year before that was Saquon. Then Kamara. Then Dak. So it's been quarterbacks and running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going to be I Burrow or Clyde, Clyde Edwards Flair most likely because Kansas City is going to be you know, a team that wins 12 games, Clyde will probably score, you know, 10 touchdowns or some shit like that. So I think it'll be very close between those two. And the fact that they're both on the list makes me feel like there's no way anyone else outside of that list gets it. Hard agree. Sick. Yeah. I was just wondering if you thought like maybe there'd be like a, a sneaky guy, like a Cam Akers sneak in there or something. I personally don't think so, but, or, or maybe, maybe even one, one maybe of the wide receivers, one, maybe one of these receivers that pop off like with, OBJ did his rookie. Yeah. It was such a deep receiver class. Like maybe uh, one of those guys goes, maybe, nuts. maybe, uh, hear me out. Maybe Lamichael P Ryan. Yeah, what are his odds? It's got to be like plus ten thousand. Oh, it's it's got to be way worse. I, I was expecting like a serious tone, like maybe honestly, my boy, my boy Rager in Philly as the number yeah. one. Just gonna pop I, off. No, I know it's no, gonna sound that. crazy, but P Ryan could be a great value play here, right? I mean, <laughs> honestly, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> are you fucking What's kidding fu- me? Throw five bucks on him, you know? You could no, I'd rather use guy. that shit on a coffee. I rather, <laughs> I'd rather use my that to wipe my ass. <laughs> To be honest, so would I. I would rather just hang the five dollars up in my room somewhere and just say, you know, God forbid, if I get no more money, then there we have that there. By the way, the I wanted to see five. You know, our, our our good friend Isaiah, tweeting at us, buys our stuff. Great guy. Sure. I joined his dynasty league, and he did a trivia, and I won the signed Mike Allstott helmet. How fucking cool! That's pretty cool. Yeah, Mike Allstott's the goat. He was a beast. I had his jersey in my closet. He was a beast. So thank you, Isaiah. You're a really good guy. That's dope. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. All right, that's uh, that's all we got for today's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed. And like we said, uh, next week we will be back in person. Person better than fucking. Actually, probably not better than ever, but we'll try hard to be good again. We're so sick of doing this fucking Zoom bullshit. I'm sure you guys are sick of the Zoom shit too. So fucking spirits are gonna be up. Energy's gonna be up. I'm excited to get things rolling at the headquarters, even though we're not really supposed to. But fuck them. We're young. We're not. No, fuck them's right because we literally said to each other, we're like, we don't want to be those assholes that are all together and doing this. So let's let's be responsible. Let's let's do everything via the computer. No more. We're done. We'll be I back in studio. Ex- We're done. It's acceptable now, though. Plenty of other places people are getting together. There's tons of podcasts that they're like. Part of my take, they're doing stool streams. They're all in the same room together, and so I mean, we're just it's also. It's not like we. It's not like we're going out afterwards. I mean, no, it's true. We're not like having a. a we'll go to Central Park bar, after and get know? fucking wasted together. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> well, that, Maybe we'll do the episode nice. of Central Park. It'd be fucking lit. Oh, oh my god, that's a great um, idea. Actually, we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, I'm excited. If you guys haven't signed up for the newsletter yet. It'll be coming out on Monday, Epa Chronicle episode chronology number two, done by Snacks. And actually, we're all kind of contributing to yes, it. Yes, so everybody's gonna be, contributing. It's a, it's a cool little brand building thing. BigDogsFantasy.com. It'll pop up on the top. We love you. Fade the public, as always, and go follow us on the Twatter. See you next week. Raw sugar, from hair care to body wash to lotions and more, is made with real ingredients for a raw clean that infuses your senses with raw joy. Made with cold-pressed extracts from clean, good-for-you ingredients, raw sugar refreshes your hair, body, and soul, lifting your spirit, boosting your energy, and making you feel like, well, your rawest self. Raw sugar, available at your local Target.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.